Care, Deergo, and self-pay accepted. MabelWadsworth.org. It's 9.58, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Healthy Options with your host, Rhonda Feynman, is up next. Good morning. Hi, I'm Rhonda Feynman. This is Healthy Options, and uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm here with our guest, Mike Shunny, who's the director of InnerWorks Tai Chi Kuang and Qigong, we'll say it right, yeah. of Rockland, Maine. Mike Shunny has studied and played Tai Chi and Qigong here in the States and in China, and he says he had the great privilege to learn from some of the finest Tai Chi Kuan and Qigong masters in the world. He's comp- competed successfully nationally and internationally, including the first international Tai Chi Invitational Championships in Fuzhou, China, yeah. Yeah, in 1993, where he was one of 10 athletes on the U.S. Tai Chi Tuan team. Who knew, who knew there was a team? Okay. Yeah. He became a certified teacher over 15 years ago and has been a USA uh, All-Tai uh, Chi National Level Competition Judge since 1997. This mic, it just goes on and on. We're fortunate uh, that Mike Shunny has dedicated himself to sharing his skills on the local level through community education classes, college and university programs. And he's uh, our guest here on Healthy Options. You've been here before, and uh, we're going to go into a little bit more depth. And I'm glad that you're back here today to discuss, and I think we'll do some demonstration, I hope. Uh, Some principles of Tai Chi, and uh, I'll talk about some new classes you're offering this fall and all that. Welcome back to Healthy Options. Thank you. It's great to be here. What a beautiful space you have. Yeah, yeah. We are very fortunate. (laughs) We're all decorated today with Tai Chi symbols. That's right. And uh, those are what uh, people might think of as the yin-yang. Yes, it has many names, but uh, I think the yin-yang symbol or the Tai Chi symbol, most folks know. Yes, it's the the curved. It, it's all about curves and lo- and circles, isn't it? Circles, continuity of motion. Um, it has a, an infinity kind of feeling to it. So, no stopping. Like that's the circle. it. And uh, then there's a, a a dot that's filled in on the empty side, or and then there's a a, a dot that's empty on the filled in side. Yeah, so on the on the yang side, which we think of as the light-colored side, and you can picture this as like uh, around here, we have a lot of fish going on, so you can picture this like two fish sort of laying head to tail mm-hmm. and making up a big circle, and the eye of each fish uh, represents the other, a seed of the other energy. So even at... Uh, maximum yang energy, there is the seed of yin energy within that. And same thing with the yin. So nothing is, the idea is nothing is completely yang, nothing is completely yin. So today, being nice and rainy, depending on where you are, of course, if you're streaming from Hawaii, which you could be, it's possibly bright and sunny. Um, The sun is there, but for many of us here in Maine, it's a it's a cool, rainy September day, and that is a yin day, very moist mm-hmm. and the a little bit darker. Yeah. And uh, those bright sunny days after Irene last week, those are very young, the brightness, the fullness. Yeah, dry and very bright, usually associated with yang, um, expansive and sort of moving towards the heavens or the sky, you sort of feel that. But uh, the yin aspect, which we're getting today, makes you think more of earth. Earth, earth, uh, ooh. Attracting into the earth. So here we are talking about these, uh, you know, to Western ears, this sounds somewhat esoteric, but it's actually probably the most uh, down-to-earth, prosaic things we could be discussing, yin and yang. Yeah, the whole system came from observing nature, you know, over thousands of years and discovering just standing back a ways and seeing what these patterns are that show up that are universal so we can apply this to just about everything and and what 
does that have to do with Tai Chi? Somebody might be asking. <laughs> Why are they discussing this? Why are they saying all of this? Well, it's called Tell the Tai Chi symbol, besides being called the yin yang symbol, uh, because it represents the uh, the patterns of natural movement that we play with, and we actually play with a system of movements that uh, closely follows this yin yang symbol. And maybe we'll play with that a little bit later here. No question. Yeah. So, and the idea is to accommodate these natural patterns that have been observed in nature over a millennia and uh, get your body used to moving in those ways again. Because in many ways, our culture encourages us to move in linear ways. And it turns out to be not a very natural way to move. Mm-hmm. So um, when we sit still for a long time, for instance, it just we don't feel very good, generally speaking. We want to get up and move. Um, and yeah. so we're doing things like sitting on balls now where we're we allowed to move ourselves around and play a little bit with we our... We should have brought, the, brought them in with yeah, us. Yeah, right. That would have been better. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what Tai Chi is. Well, it's a system of uh, non-impact movements that uh, combines deep, relaxed breathing with gentle movement. Um, And in that way, the natural energies of the body and the circulations of the body are allowed to go where they want to go. So it assumes a natural wisdom of the body. So thinking about the body knowing where it needs blood, it needs circulation, it needs oxygen, where all of those things should be going and going with that natural knowledge and removing blockages. So in these gentle movements and deep breathing, uh, we're after melting away or removing blockages to natural energy and circulation flows. So can you see, um, now there are prescribed movements. There's, there is a form. There are yes. things that we learn. Yeah. And that has evolved over... Well, there's a, a history that goes back only so far, and before that, it's legend, and you can pick your own favorite legend before that, but uh, most um, of the histories uh, take it back to a Taoist monk in uh, probably 1300s called Chunsung Fang, um, putting together natural movements with uh, some meditation techniques that he'd learned in other uh, studies, and uh, he was kind of a wandering Taoist monk and observing things in nature, and lots of stories about him observing the fights between different animals, uh, snakes and birds and that sort of thing, to uh, figure out what natural movement was and how each arrangement of uh, life on Earth figured out how to use its strengths and uh, to best advantage. So, so we have names like, um, you know, crane spreads wings. Yes, and, uh, white crane flashes its wings, uh, snake creeps down, uh, all kinds of uh, interesting. Ride poetic. the tiger, uh, embrace the tiger, return to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting that these... Um, Traditional forms have been passed down for many, many generations now. But um, when you look at the Taiji classics and the principles of Taiji, they don't contain any specific directions about how to put these together in a choreography. So the, the basic principles tell you how to embody um, the, the essence of Taiji. So what we're... we're tapping into then is as we talk about this tai chi symbol we're tapping into the heavens yang yep. the earth yin and how they connect so what's in the middle human exactly yeah so yep. heaven human earth yeah we have um we know that there is this big energy source that fuels our life form here uh called the sun and we know there's this uh, earth that we stand on and we take things nourishment from. We know those two things are necessary for life on earth as humans. And so it's uh, 
natural to see this system as a combination of those two and the human in in the middle of that benefiting from both of those and and here we are in the middle with our meridian systems with our energetic systems with our ability to take in and to breathe out yeah and um Tai, then, then we have Qigong, Tai Chi. What's the difference between Qigong and Tai Chi? I'm glad you asked me that. Oh, please, yes. <laughs> so it, it, just came, it just occurred to me. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the term Qigong just translates basically to um, internal energy uh, cultivation practice. So Qi is talking about our internal energy, and Gong is any mindful practice. So Qigong is any mindful practice that seeks to cultivate and store internal energy. And so Taiji fits under that umbrella. So there are thousands of Qigong practices. Um, probably only a handful are seen on a regular basis. But uh, Taiji is one of, the, uh, one of the most intricate and refined Qigong practices. And it takes a while to learn. Uh, because there's a fairly complicated choreography. But some Qigong practices you can learn um, in just a couple hours. You know, um, w let's, let's talk about the principles, just very briefly. There, uh, talk about what those are, and then we can perhaps introduce some of the, some of the movements mm -hmm. yeah. over the radio sure, that yeah. we, can, uh, we can learn very quickly. Yeah. Um, so what, what is it? You know, we're talking about these, it, again, it seems esoteric, but, it's, but it's, it's actually not. Because anybody, I guess the way, uh, one of the ways I think about it is people feel energetic dimensions all the time, even if they think they're not. Yeah. Okay. So, if, for instance, if you've walked into a room where someone's just had an argument, you know, er, er, people go, whoa, something, mm. they may not say something feels funny, but yeah. you may yeah. pick up on some, something that's not pleasant. Or, on the other hand, a room where everybody's just had a really good laugh, mm -hmm. and you go, oh, you know, <laughs> do you feel lighter? So I think those are one, some ways to kind of visualize, in, as it were, or experience uh, how we experience energy in our bodies. So yeah, there's a growing body of evidence and research to show that uh, what we already know in Western science is that... Uh, current flow generates electromagnetic fields. And uh, we also know that there is current flow, although small and hard to measure, in the body. And now there's a growing science around the idea that these current flows change with your emotional state. And so if you follow that line, it doesn't take a great leap to say, okay, so your emotion changes, your current flow changes, your electromagnetic um, generation changes, and that goes into your surroundings. You know, we're surrounded by electromagnetic stuff. And if you have enough of that going on, you can feel it. So when you walk into a room that's had some big upset, it, uh, it's not taken a huge stretch of faith to say, okay, that's attached to some kind of scientific uh, measurable thing. It's pretty subtle stuff, so it's, it's kind of hard to measure, but they're getting better with that. So over time, I think we'll see more and more of the proof of this system. Right now, all we have is kind of anecdotal empirical evidence over 5,000 years to say oh, yes. <laughs> this is good for people's health. Um, and it's survived this long because it's been effective. So, and it also feels good when you do it. So people tend to play with this on a regular basis once they come to um, learn a basic movement system. So I notice we call it play. We're not talking about practice. We're, we're using that word quite consciously. Yeah, and that goes to one of the first principles, which is using the mind instead of force. So when we use the mind, um, that includes the words that we put to whatever it is we're thinking about doing. So using the mind instead of force um, doesn't necessarily mean um, outthinking something or thinking a lot about something. It just means that instead of um, 
moving things with a, a great deal of muscular energy, we can see how to blend with something that's happening and then be able to be effective with a lot less personal energy. What a radical so idea. Yeah. Not yeah. having to work so hard. <laughs> the idea of doing, being, doing, allowing. Yeah. So, so yeah, if we find ourselves in a place where um, we'd like something to happen, but it's not happening, we have a few options there. Uh, one is uh, applying a lot of force to it and uh, seeing if we can make it happen. And the other is waiting for something that encourages it to happen and then going with that. So that would be using the mind instead of force. Use the mind. Yeah. I this reminds me of a great uh, Taiji joke, which is uh, how many Taiji players does it take to screw in a light bulb? Yes. And so the answer is it takes three. So one is working with the bulb, playing with the bulb, and the other two are saying, oh, mm, too much force, too much force. <laughs> <laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> Where, by the way, you're tuned into Healthy Options on WERU Community Radio. I'm Rhonda Feynman, and our guest today is Mike Shenny, instructing uh, us all on the art and attributes of Tai Chi Chuan. Yeah, there's and uh, Qigong. Yeah, you might see that spelled several different ways yes. these days. Um, there are two systems for uh, yeah. transliterating Chinese into English, and both of them uh, are seeking to make it easy to pronounce Chinese sounds, but they're both a little, a little bit off. But you'll see T-A-I-C-H-I, two separate words, Tai Chi, and that was popular up until probably the late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, that's the Wade Giles system. And then starting about then the pinyin system, which just means kind of phonetics or word sounds, became popular. And in that system, it's one word, T-A-I-J-I, Taiji. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Taiji. the Chuan, yeah, and the Chuan part, C-H-U-A-N uh, in the Wade Giles system and Q-U-A-N in the pinyin system. So we have Tai Chi Chuan or Tai Chi Chuan, and okay. uh, both of those work fine. And the Chuan part is um, means hand, or sometimes translated to fist, or by extrapolation, boxing. So that when you say Tai Chi Chuan, you're saying uh, a movement system that has been handed down as a martial art. And so there's a long history of uh, Tai Chi as a martial art in China and many other systems branching off from Tai Chi Chuan um, as martial arts as well. But you can practice Tai Chi uh, cooking, Tai Chi basketball, Tai Chi carpentry. Uh, as long as you have these 10 principles embodied, you can call it Tai Chi. So the 10 principles, one is we're using the mind, we're... Of course, that's all tricky for Westerners because when you say mind, we think prefrontal cortex thinking. Yeah, and straight. I don't think that's exactly what the, the masters were yeah. going towards. So mind may not be the best translation as we yeah. get esoteric about this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And like any classics, um, these meanings will change over time with each individual Taiji player. So we may start out thinking this means this, and that helps us for a while, and then suddenly we reach another level and now it means something else so um, we all have to just play with these over time and see what shows up for us and it's a never-ending depth of um, learning so for folks who love to learn especially about themselves this is a great system so very perfect for westerners yeah, yeah, we right. want to know about ourselves <laughs> that's no. right okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> joke so joke we, <laughs> so we have yeah, using the uh, mind instead of force. We're talking about the body-mind system. So the softening. Um, yeah, and allowing um, our entire body to direct things. and Having a, a picture in our mind of where we want to go and letting that organize the whole body. Mm -hmm. um, so using the mind instead of force is, is a big one. Um, and then there's, there are several that have to do with mechanical alignment, just mm -hmm. so that we can yeah. relax. Let's, let's so get people aligned with the R. Yeah. yeah. So we have, starting at the top of the head, 
good place to start because we're all up in there usually. Um, just feeling that like it's floating on top of the spine. And one way you can accomplish that is to feel the crown point of the head, which is a little different from the forehead and other places. Um, the crown point of the head, which is directly above the tops of the ears, if you can feel that like it's attracted upwards. And if you have a steel plate there and a magnetic ceiling, you're right in the right mm -hmm. kind of frame of mind. But otherwise, you may want to use um, some of the terms that come up are like a golden thread suspended from the heavens. Something that allows you to expand upwards with the top of the spine, but without working at it. So, uh, you know, we measure back to Western science, the weight of the head. It's about 16 pounds. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we have like a bowling ball sitting on top of our shoulders. And so you can imagine if we want to relax the muscles, especially around the neck and shoulders, but also through the rest of the body, it's really important to get that placed properly. So, so everybody should be doing this. Should. The should family moved in. Yeah. And you can do <laughs> this driving as well as mm -hmm. sitting around Just the house, standing, eyes, walking, um, all of those things qualify. So putting your head on top of your shoulders in some way that allows you to relax your neck and shoulders. And you can just reach up in the back of the neck and feel that going on. So you play with different attitudes of the head. You'll find that there's a place that allows you to soften all those muscles. Mm. And then the next principle in alignment terms is just going down from there, sinking the shoulders. Uh, so it's, it's almost exactly the opposite of a military posture. So we allow the shoulders to roll a little bit forward and relax down instead of pulling them back and holding them up. So that allows all the muscles in the back, the upper back, to relax. And instead of pulling them forward and pulling them down, we just allow them to roll forward and sink down. So it allows us to relax the muscles in the top of the chest as well. And then what goes with that, if you just do that, then your arms kind of feel dead. So we add to that extending the joints and also sinking the elbows and extending those joints. And when you do that, sink the shoulders and elbows and extend the joints, you actually move the hands slightly away from the body. And some of the things you'll read will talk about um, feeling like there's an egg in your, under your arms. Under each arm, there's an egg sitting there. It's just reflecting the idea that when we extend those joints, it creates a little space under the arms, and it also creates uh, an enlivenment of the whole arm all the way down to the fingertips. So we're relaxed, but we're not asleep. I almost, uh, as I'm practicing, the, uh, playing this with this, uh, I, I feel my hands have gotten lighter. Yeah. So there is yep. vitality in my fingertips. Maybe other people feel that as well. Yeah, because what we're after, and uh, you've had some practice at this, um, because you've been playing for quite a while, uh, what we're after is relaxing the muscles so that we can allow this natural circulation to happen. And when it does, we feel more alive wherever we can do that. Mm. So you might notice that you feel like you're taking up more of your own body, um, or you're more fully present in your body as a result of this. And we've only just gotten started. Really? <laughs> so that sinking of the shoulders and the elbows and the extending of those joints helps bring fresh circulation to the hands all the way to the fingertips. And we talk about the correct position of the chest and back. Um, those are thinking about the spine being you know, it is the backbone of the whole body, and it carries not just the loads that we put on top of it, but also a great deal of our circulation. So if we can get the spine to be extended and relaxed, then everything moves around better. 
So we'd like to think about the spine extending naturally, and we've already helped it by feeling the top of the head expanding upwards. And we can help it by paying attention to the base of the spine down at the pelvic floor, just allowing that to be attracted to the earth. Mm. So now we're, we're already into the heaven and earth aspect here, or the sun and the earth, or whatever you'd like to think about. It's attracted upwards at the top of the spine, attracted downwards at the base of the spine, allowing a gentle lengthening of the spine in between of those. And you can further that by relaxing the front of the body. So relaxing the rib cage so that it just gently sinks a little in the front, relaxing all around the solar plexus, relaxing the lower abdomen. So we have a lengthening of the back and a relaxing of the front. And this can help our natural circulation, which in terms of um, acupuncture meridians and chi flow, we think about coming up the back of the body and down the front of the body in the center line. So we're encouraging that flow and uh, removing blockages to that. So when we have that set up, then the trunk feels a little more alive. And then we talk about relaxing all around the waist. So we're going a little bit lower. This is a hard part for Westerners, relaxing around the race, waist, because we feel um, we'd like to be skinnier. Uh, all our uh, advertising we're exposed to says we're supposed to be um, small in that area. And not exist. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop it's existing to go away. in your waist. Yeah, yes. we're supposed to have a 12-pack, or I don't know what it is. but um, So relaxing this area means not only allowing it to be itself, but also consciously trying to expand it. So we strengthen by expansion. So we're to encourage deep breathing. We expand the lower abdomen. So we're relaxing the old lower abdomen. Yep. But there is a bit of of activation, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so we're going to notice when we go into our breathing that uh, when we relax in the lower abdomen, there's a natural expansion and contraction cycle that happens with our breathing. But first we have to relax that area, otherwise nothing's showing up there. there. Yeah. So um, this is where you would uh, unbutton your pants or put on your elastic waist uh, trousers or whatever you have around. Take your skinny jeans off. Yep. Take Sorry, the, right? It depends where you are. Take the belt. Be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's good when you're driving. You can just <laughs> loosen your belt and yeah, just relax. So that enables um, all around that area to participate in the breathing process. And then that also includes in the Chinese area of waist. It goes all the way around the back, so it's not just in the front near your navel, but all around the sides and the back and also includes the hip joints. So that attachment point of the legs to the trunk where it joins into the pelvis, we'd like all of that to be relaxed as well. And then we go farther and relax all the muscles and the joints in the legs. So we're talking about the knees, the ankles, um, all of the joints in the feet, and there are a lot of joints in the feet. And then going out, including the toes, so feeling every joint in each toe. Spreading and opening, yep. extending. Relaxing. And this may be when you notice that, well, that used to, I wonder why I've been holding that clenched. You know, and it could be any part of the body. No you know. wonder my knee hurts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so as we go through, uh, this is just, um, in the long run, playing with this, just gives us greatest, greater awareness of what we're doing with our body on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So that awareness can allow us to make changes that will benefit us. So just practicing this to, uh, right now is already starting to do Tai Chi, yeah. Qigong. Oh, yeah. Absolutely having the awareness of this kind of alignment and opening. Mm -hmm. And uh, there would be, a, 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 some might notice already a relaxation or... Or noticing some tension. If someone is having difficulty, you could be identifying or getting in touch more with something that is tight. Yeah. Something that is holding. 
Exactly. And as a regular practice and playing with this daily, you'll be able to notice things that you habitually hold um, that don't serve anything. And then you can let them go to your benefit. So hopefully you'll experience more comfort right away. Ooh, so, yeah. well, we're just getting so relaxed here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you're tuned to uh, WERU Community Radio. This is Healthy Options. I'm Rhonda Feynman, and my guest today, and who we're speaking with, is Mike Shunny, Tai Chi Tuan, and Qigong player and teacher. And we're talking about all the benefits and principles of this practice. Uh, play, play, <laughs> play, play. So let's play. Let's. Uh, we already started. What 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 should we do um, now that we're all in alignment. Well, we can uh, take a quick look at the internal principles. Um, so we've been talking mainly about alignment and um, oh, yes. the sort of yin aspects of this. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked a little bit about using the mind instead of force, and that's where the play the comes mind in. Body. Yeah. So the play aspect comes in with that because if we think about working or even practicing, usually brings up some feeling of the necessity to use muscular force. So if we keep it on the play level, we tend to relax more and have fun with it. And uh, there's a guy, one of my favorite teachers, um, Dr. Wu, Chung Du Wu, um, who probably is, I don't even know if he's still alive, but he was... um, in Texas for a while teaching. Um, But he said there's a very simple thing for health practice, just three things. Find something that you believe is good for you, and then do it, and then don't undo it by doing things that you believe are bad for you. (laughs) So I think the key word there is believe. So this is using the mind instead of force. If you find something that you believe is good for you and you do it on a regular basis and then you don't participate in things that you believe, for whatever reason, are bad for you, then you can have benefit for it. And because you think it's good for you, you are more likely to play with it every day. And something like Tai Chi, because it's, um, you can't injure yourself if you're paying attention to just some a couple of basic things. Um, you have the opportunity to play every day and just get better. As you get older, you just get better, which is a very encouraging thing. Yes. To not have to stop something that you uh, have loved doing, but you injure yourself regularly um, in, the, in the playing of it. So, uh, The other thing that goes with this is tranquility. This is one of the um, principles And tranquility is uh, both mind and body. So we'd like this tranquility to run through the body so we don't have any unnecessary muscular effort happening. Mm. So the muscles are tranquil as well as the mind not being attached to lots of things that are not... I'm not doing, doing right it now. right. I should be doing this better. How come <laughs> I don't remember the second set? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did I say that? Okay. Oh, wait. I, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the tranquility is uh, just paying attention to what you're doing right now. And in our case right now, it's just talking and breathing, basically. We're not doing a whole lot with our body except keeping it in a comfortable position. So... Uh, then there's this continuity of movement that takes us back to our Taiji symbol. Yes. That's another important principle. This continuity of movement. So once we start moving, we keep moving by, instead of doing linear things, circular things. And so we allow our the big uh, ball joints of the body to keep this circular movement alive once we start going. So it saves a bunch of energy, just like driving your car. Um, If you stop and start a lot, you use a lot more gas. Same with our body. If we stop and start a lot, we use a whole lot more energy. So we're about conserving energy for better purposes. So, And then there's the principle that also suggests itself from looking at the yin-yang symbol, and that is distinguishing between full and empty more clearly. So 
identifying the yang aspect and the yin aspect um, within our body and also outside. So there's an active aspect. We've talked about sun and rain and, and that, but then there's that activity aspect. So full yeah. would be more yang. Yeah. And so when we're looking at the position of the chest and back, we can say the back is expansive, so that's a yang, and the front of the body is relaxed so that energy can sink naturally mm -hmm. down to the storage well, and that would be yin. So in terms of the body, if we can feel a difference between the back of our body and the front of our body, then we, we cultivate um, the awareness of that feeling then we're distinguishing more clearly between full and empty or yin and yang in all of our body parts and our movements. Um, most of the movements involve putting weight on one foot or the other and uh, spending very little time with weight in both feet. And so this also speaks to full and empty in the feet. So we like to distinguish between where we have committed our weight to the left foot that's holding us up, so we're free to move the right foot. So we have the yin foot and the yang foot, full foot, empty foot. So and then we have um, this. Uh, uh, let's see which? Where are we? Is that ten? Uh, it might be ten. Uh, it could be. Yeah. I lost track because I'm uh, I'm totally. Yeah, the continuity of motion is. Sink the, the shoulders. Way, uh, the yes. Often Seek quiescence within movement. That's tranquility. That's the tranquility. Practice play continuously and without interruption. Yep, that's the continuity of movement. Match up inner and outer. That was the inner quality of the Ah, uh, there's quality. the... Yeah, well, there's a couple of coordinating principles, and that is coordinating the upper and the lower and coordinating the inner and the outer. So upper and lower is just making sure that what you're doing in your upper body doesn't um, unnecessarily challenge what you're doing in your lower body and that the whole body moves as a unit to accomplish whatever it is you're after. So coordination of the upper and the lower. Well, let's just stop for a second and, 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 and that's a lot that we're all, mm. we've all been digesting. Um, imagine, let's ask our, our listeners to just imagine if we moved from that position during the day, during our lives. Because... Mm. If you're balancing front and back and up and down and you're in touch with the heavens and the earth, this and working with tranquility, even in the face of difficulty, that changes everything, doesn't it? It changes what's happening in, in our interior landscape and also how we, as we talked about earlier, how we approach others and our relational field. So oh, yeah. we're, you know, as m much as, as we can, even when there's difficulty, coming back to the principles, coming back to this level of balance. Yeah, it's, um, you know, what we're practicing is a meditation here. Mm -hmm. It's a moving, yeah, it's a moving meditation. But I think a good definition of meditation is being fully present in what you're doing. Um, and the movements of Tai Chi and the principles are complicated enough to require our full attention and that's really part of the purpose is we're supposed to be fully present in what we're doing um, and it's sometimes difficult to meditate if you're not doing anything because your mind tends to wander here we're giving the mind something to do by coordinating all the body parts and being aware of these principles and that can bring us fully present and not leave much brain time for thinking about whether we left the stove on or who's going to wash the dishes later or, you know, is the dog barking. So just bringing ourselves fully present is um, one of the big gifts of this practice. And so playing with this on a regular basis gives us greater awareness and it, it tends to um, sort of go out into the circles that we travel in, too. So when we feel more balanced, more tranquil, then if we carry that into a difficult situation, it just tends to have a, a calming effect, generally speaking, on the situation, so allows people to think more clearly. 
So there's also, yes, uh, so there's also, because you're attentive, you can bring this attention to all things because right, you're right. practicing attention. So tell us about, I know that you have your website, um, Inner, what is, what is the website? It is uh, Inner Works Center. So Inner Works meaning we're playing with our um, inner energies and our um, cultivating our chi um, and storing that and then choosing how to spend it. So it's uh, Inner Works Center. Dot, dot com. Dot com. Yep. Okay. And um, you have some classes that you're doing so one can start practicing this. Yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, well, we have a class right here in Belfast uh, area. Um, and that is going on every Saturday, but I'm only present there every second Saturday. So the group meets uh, at 9 a.m. and... Uh, we can just give out this phone number and email address, and um, it can work for all sure. of this stuff we sure. talk about. Um, so my phone number is 207-594-5356. 594 Yep, and the email is Chi Works, and here we're using the Pinyin version of Chi, which is QI. So it's QI. W-O-R-K-S. She works at G-W-I dot net. So those are great ways to reach me about any of these classes we'll talk about. And and the reason I I bring that up is because um, when you go to a class and practice this um, with a group, there's, you can start seeing where you get stuck. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where you don't get stuck, yeah, and yeah. start opening up a a, l- a little bit more, um, and also I wanted to, to talk about we, there's some things information you have on your innerworks.com uh, that yeah the innerworks that center explains some of the things that we're talking about if you wanted to read more about yeah there's this. some reference material about uh, qigong practice and about taiji practice I have the first section of the traditional taiji chuan form. Uh, the video link on there, as well as these 10 principles and uh, some reference material about uh, which books are a good way to start your Taiji library. Mm -hmm. Um, Good. Yeah. So um, now that we're, you see, and already we brought attention as it it seemed like a big shift, but it really wasn't because there, that in order to learn the practice, while you're relaxing, there's also attention to detail. So in a class, you're learning to do some of the movement. You are learning the movements, but you're also learning to do it with uh, a great attention and gentleness. So yeah, how do we do that with, uh, within our own selves? How do you find that this has helped you? Yeah, there's, uh, again, the yin and the yang aspects of everything that we're participating in. So. We have this um, sort of yang aspect of the uh, the organization of these movements, sort of a choreography, and within that we play with these Taiji principles. So we have a structure, but within that structure we'd like to relax as much as possible. And in Taiji we talk about uh, tranquility versus relaxation. Um, relaxation is a word that we in the West associate with uh, things like sleep. And that's not the kind of relaxation we're talking about. What we're talking about is paring away unnecessary effort from what it is we intend to do. So we don't go to sleep. In fact, we have heightened awareness that results from relaxing and not thinking about other things. So when we're fully present, then we have a heightened awareness of what it is we're engaged in. So... We have both of these things going on in our Taiji play where we're, we have this structure that we're playing with a traditional choreography, but within that choreography, we're playing with these principles, and including a very important one is tranquility. So perhaps you can talk us through um, a, a beginning, maybe a step or something that would get us moving a little bit. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. 
So Shall I do that in the chair? Well, um, however we should do it. <laughs> uh, if you're going to talk about it, or I could talk about it, because um, oh, yeah. you'll be off mic if you, when you stand up. <laughs> Mike will be off the mic. So well, we can do, uh, we can do from here. Um, one way you can play Taiji, because not everybody has the luxury of taking um, 20, 25 minutes out every, uh, every so often to play with this, but you can play with it sitting down. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is to put those alignment principles into place so that we feel that uh, the whole spine is enlivened by the top of the spine being attracted up and the base of the spine attracted down towards the earth. And that can be true in a chair as well as standing up. And then feeling the limbs, the lower limbs, all relaxed and the joints all relaxed. And if you're standing up, if you have your feet about shoulder width apart, yeah. there yes. goes Rhonda. She's standing I'm up. I'm standing up. Yeah. So now Rhonda's feet are about shoulder width apart, and she's got the feet parallel to each other. So that takes a little adjustment for some folks. And then as a process of relaxing the joints, she starts to unlock the knees, unlock the hip joints, and she starts to feel like she's about to sit down. Because when all those joints unlock, there's a natural folding that starts to happen. And we just keep ourselves attracted upwards in the top of the head while that sitting down feeling is happening. So we're looking for two separate feelings here. Um, at simultaneously feeling like we're about to sit down and we're also growing in the spine. And if we can play with those two things at the same time, then we'll start to feel this increased circulation happening everywhere. And then we have the shoulders, of course, sinking down and also extending. So the elbows and shoulders sinking and extending. So you'll feel your hands move slightly away from your legs when those two things happen. So this is the beginning movement of the form. And uh, even though we're not doing anything external at the moment, we're doing a lot internally. And then the first external movement is waking up the arms and fingertips by allowing the fingertips to feel attracted towards the earth and then feel them attracted outwards until your hands, wrists reach about throat height. And so your fingertips are extended out there like somebody is pulling on them, some magical force attracting them outwards. And then we're going to sink the shoulders and then the elbows and then the wrists and then the palms and just let them relax down. And we'll feel the palms attracted to the earth and let the palms relax to about waist height. So this is the opening movement of the form. And then we'll play with the full and empty in the lower body, filling up the weight into the left leg, sitting down as we talk about, sitting down in the left leg, and then rotating the body just a little bit to the right, and then sitting down in the right leg. So here we'll slide our weight from the left leg to the right leg, keeping our relaxation with us. So we sit down in the right leg, and then we step out straight with the left leg. So the left leg is going to go out in front of us. Great. So yeah. that is one Taiji step. Wow. So right there, everybody's everybody's not doing this one driving, I hope. Okay, <laughs> everybody's taking their step. Yeah. We did the principles, and then we moved around a little. That was good. If you're doing this in a chair, instead of shifting all of your weight to your left foot and then to your right foot, you can press down ah. with your left foot so you feel a big difference between the left and the right legs. Mm -hmm. So you feel that full and empty feeling mm -hmm. and then shift it over, slide it over to the other foot. So there's no reason you can't take these principles and, in, and this choreography in general and uh, do it sitting down. So it's really useful for folks who have movement challenges. Right, so you can be yeah. practicing this. And if you've been uh, listening or even practicing a little bit of this with us, you can uh, already perhaps start feeling some 
shifts in your own in your own body, your own energy field, yep. energy field. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're talking to Mike Shunny, um, who's a uh, instructor and teacher and master of uh, Tai Chi, Tai Chi, and Qigong, and is uh, doing some classes around around the the area. And uh, you yeah, can I live in Rockland, so most of my classes are centered around that area. It's a little bit far, but worth the trip. Yeah, we have a fair number of people traveling from the Belfast area, part of that Belfast group mm -hmm. that uh, come down for classes and then come home and share that with other folks closer to home. Um, so we do have classes on uh, Monday in Rockland at the InterWorks Center. That's a, a daytime class, 10 a.m. to 11.30. So that phone number that we spoke earlier is a good one for that, and that's 594-5356, uh, and the email is chiworks at gwi.net. And then Monday evenings at uh, Warren Community School, um, that's 715 to 845. Uh, both those classes on Monday are level one class, so suitable for beginners who've never seen this. Um, and then Tuesday... Uh, evening, 7.15 to 8.45 at Camden Hills High. That's also the introduction to Taiji Level 1. Um, that one you can reach, um, get information and sign up for the course through the mainadulted.org. So it's just mainadulted.org. Or you can call them at 236-7800 extension 274. And then uh, Wednesdays, 10.30 a.m. to noon at the Camden Teens Center. That's also introductory course. Um, and that's also through mainadulted.org. And then uh, on... See. You have a new class Wednesday night, don't you? Yeah, and Wednesday night, so the, the Wednesday morning class at the Camden Teen Center, that's our first time there uh, this fall. And uh, in the evening, Wednesday evening at Camden Hills, we're doing a Qigong for Vibrant Health class. Um, and that's 7 p.m. to 8.30. And that's going to involve mostly playing with this Taiji symbol and getting used to natural movement and deep, relaxed breathing. Um, and again, that's mainadulted.org. And then Thursday, I have a couple classes in Cushing. At the Way down there. Yeah. For all those Orno center. people that's and yeah. <laughs> Orland people. Yeah. Take the trip. Yeah, we're just kind of spreading out, planting these seeds everywhere we can. Uh, so Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12.30 and 12.30 to 2 at Cushing Community Center. So that's level one and level two classes. Um and that, just call me at 594-5356. Um, and then Thursday evening at Camden Hills again, 715 to 845. And that's level three Taiji for folks who've been playing a while and have gone through the entire uh, traditional form. And we play with some, uh, I would guess you'd call them advanced practices. Um, and that's also through mainadulted.org. And then I mentioned uh, Saturday, we're here in Belfast, mm. uh, at 9 o'clock every Saturday, uh, mostly at the East Belfast School, but if the weather's really nice, sometimes they turn we'll out in the outside. park. Yeah. Um, and I'm there every second Saturday. Great. So, so you can really get all that information on ChiWork at GWI.net. Yep. Works. ChiWorks. Q-I-W-O-R-K-S at right. GWI.net and 594-5356. Okay, so we do this with mindfulness. You know, we have a few minutes, and I'm wondering if we uh, have time to do, um, well, we can also talk about some of the face Qigong, and, and perhaps, which is on the innerworks.com uh, um, website, so you can download this and yeah. print it out. And Yeah, exactly. There's a, a simple face Qigong that's about bringing a little more circulation and energy to the whole head. Uh, really useful for rainy days and also for uh, going into cooler weather so that we can uh, avoid colds and flus and all kinds of things that uh, try and get in. 
And it's also great for um, sinus problems. People have habitual chronic problems with their sinuses and that sort of thing. And it is on the, on the website. So I think we have maybe about five minutes, so we can mm-hmm. just do a brief yeah. version of it. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, it starts yeah. with uh, the very same standing position that we did earlier, so all relaxed and well aligned. And then we start with um, reaching up here to the back of the neck and feeling those muscles at the back of the neck, and that gives us a chance to place the head properly. And then we just squeeze those ropey muscles in the back of the neck. And when you do this as a regular play, you'd like to do that about 50 times, squeezing back there, just increasing general circulation to the whole head. And then we move up to the forehead and wipe the forehead with the palms. As holding the palms relaxed, but up against the forehead and turning the head from side to side, keeping good alignment on the head as you do that. And in this process, we'd like to think about expanding from one side to the other instead of contracting. And you do that 18 to 36 times till you feel a little perspiration. Mm. And then we run around the eyes with the fingertips, starting at the bridge of the nose, going over the eyebrows, mm. out to the temples, down below the eyes, running along the bony ridge at the eye socket there. Mm. Not any pressure on the eyes, keeping around the eyes but not on the eyes. Go around there 10 times. Whatever pressure feels good to you. Then um, in between each of these positions, if you can relax your palms down in front of you and rub them together, you can get a little more energy to the palms Mm -hmm. and then apply that to areas of the face. And then we would run along the nose. So index and middle finger running along the nose and the face, coming down from the bridge of the nose to the corners of the mouth. And if you can do this with your whole arm, so put your fingertips there and drop your elbows. So it allows the arms and the hands and the fingers to stay relaxed. And we go across the lip. So here we're rubbing the top lip and closing, alternately closing each nostril as you go by, right to left, left to right, right to left, left to right. Mm. Do that nine times. Then we do the channel in front of the ears and behind the ears. So we've got the index finger running behind the ears, middle finger running in front of the ears, and we draw down from the top of the ear to the corner of the jaw. Mm. Whatever pressure feels good to you. Bounced all those glands. Feels good. Yes. So this is kind of uh, also a lymph massage, drainage, so nine times. Then from the corner of the jaw, running along the jawline. So from the bottom of the ears, corner of the jaw to the tip of the chin. Do that nine times. And then going from the base of the skull, so we go around the base of the skull with fingertips relax the elbows forward, the rest of the fingers resting on the base of the skull, and then pull the elbows together and then down, drawing the fingers to the center of the throat. Again, using whatever pressure feels good to you, and you do that nine times. This nine times is a starting point. Right. If you want to do more, do more. Can't hurt yourself. And then we go... Again, warming the palms in between each of these. And we go to the ears. And the ears, we put the thumbs on the back of the ears and massage the outer ear nine times, top third of the ears. Warm the hands again. Go to the center third of the outer ear, thumbs on the back of the ears, just massaging the outer ear. Warm the hands again. And then the lower third of the ears, including the earlobes, thumbs on the back, and massaging the outer ear. And then we're going to do sealing the ears and sealing the eyes. And these are fun things to do. Just covering the ears with the palms, with the fingers extended and wrapping around the base of the skull. 
and then flicking the index finger off the middle finger onto the base of the skull. It's called beating the heavenly drum. So you'll feel that impact, but you'll also hear a sound like beating a drum inside your skull with your ears sealed off. And you do that 49 times. And And then the last thing is sealing the eyes. So you place the palms over the eyes and open the eyes wide and look very far away. And just hang out there until you feel you're done. Well, it looks like we're done. That was perfect. That was quick, but um, if you've done any of those with us, you can get the idea. So thank you so much, Um, Mike uh, Mike Shunny has uh, been our guest. He's a Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong teacher, and you can reach him at 594-5356. Chi works at gwi.net. Um, I want to thank Amy Brown for doing her great engineering and Petra Hall for her production assistance. I'm Rhonda Feynman. This is Healthy Options. We are also on the uh, WERU archives if you want to hear this again or practice again. And uh, thanks so much, Mike. Thank you, And Rhonda. thanks, everybody. Great being here. Thanks for listening. Support for WERU health-related programming comes from the Penobscot Bay Press, committed to providing...